No, silly boy. We're live. Y'all are on. And this is Balls. That's Sports Podcast. Yes, 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 yes. Welcome to Ball Sports Podcast. Podcast with balls. About balls. We are your hosts. I'm Buddha. This is your boy, Dylan, Dylan, and Dylan, Dylan, and Dylan. Silly hoes. Bro, they fought that shit out, bro. <laughs> bro, that buckshot was fucking nuts. What? <laughs> what and it's now it's like an A big facts and full of facts. No, it was great from top to bottom, bro. Very nice. And we on Ep 222. I see what you did there. See what I did there? I do see what you did there. Very nice, young man. How we living? How we looking? What's going on, fellas? Man, we cooling, man. What's up with it, cuh? Vibes, man. Good vibes only. (laughs) You caught a vibe. That's good. (laughs) Um, you know it's war. It's war season. Gee, yeah. It's what season? Damn, I thought it's war season. You, apparently, you know, you know, Dylan. We're supposed to be an escape for the people. You know, we to are. Not think about these things. <laughs> these things. Major things. Hey, bro! I just got a report. What's out there? You know what I'm saying? Nah, I feel you. And you know, thoughts and prayers to to everyone dealing with to that. Everyone yeah. to the world. Yeah, yeah the world needs it. prayer, boy. <laughs> thoughts and prayers out to the world. You feel me? Prayers yeah. up to the world. Okay. On that note, uh, <laughs> that, that, that the balls uh, sports podcast version of "We Are the World." And prayers up to the world, Bowels. <laughs> Not the Bowels. <laughs> Jesus. All right. So um, let's go a quick recap of this past weekend before we get into everything that's happened this week. Uh, Give NFL us the related. Kizzle for Kizzle. So um, last Friday night, I was fortunate enough to attend Friday Night SmackDown. SmackDown. Um, I will be posting a recap video soon, but I will, I do just want to mention, um, I went with, um, you know, member of the, the balls family, uh, former host B, uh, we, we went, uh, it was, it was his first time at a live uh, wrestling show. Um, so it was cool to just, you know, experience that, uh, with him, but, uh, but man, honestly, it was so fun to be there. Um, I, I always prefer kind of going to the live shows, uh, the, I mean the house shows rather than like the live television tapings. Cause there are those moments where you're kind of just sitting through a commercial break with nothing happening. Whereas like you guys remember when we went to the NXT house show, like there was nonstop, you know, action the whole time outside of that intermission that they gave. Um, but it was still cool, man. Like we, where we were sitting, we were right next to where the pyro 
was going off. Um, and it's always crazy to see like how big and everything it looks on TV, like the distance from the ramp to the ring, but it's like right there. Like it's not far at all. It looks like they'd be walking a mile to get to the fucking ring sometimes, but like, it's really not that. Um, so it was cool seeing that getting to see Ronda Rousey wrestle. Um, yeah, we got to see Roman Reigns cut a fire promo. Um, we got to see Pat McAfee get inserted into a WrestleMania uh, feud where we'll actually get to see him wrestle, um, I think, on night two of WrestleMania. So I'm super pumped about that. Uh, uh, Austin Theory, who has, you know, his character's been doing this like Vince McMahon's protege type thing. Yeah. Um, he has like this obsession with taking selfies with people after he jumps them uh, and he posts them online and stuff. Uh, so, I mean, he's, people hate him cause he's just a, he's a, he's a prick, you know? Um, but which is good because people love McAfee and the fact that he can really go in the ring and Austin theory is actually really talented in the ring. Um, he's going to make Pat look great. They honestly could have one of those matches that's talked about more than, than some of the high profile matches, uh, for sure. I, that's, that's going to be an underrated match of, of night number two. I'll tell you that right now. Underrated um, match of fame. It might, it really might be, um, but yeah. So uh, we got to see that. We got to see um, a lot of just different matches. You know, Sasha and Naomi. It's weirdo behavior. Um, you know, now they're a little team going after the tag title. So we got to see them. Um, yeah, it was cool. We got to see a title change. The first match of the mm-hmm. night was uh, Sami Zayn defending his title against Ricochet, and uh, Johnny Knoxville came out halfway through. yeah that music hits so johnny comes out and you know sammy's distracted ricochet hits a killer finisher because my thing uh, or just like flip move or whatever to get sammy in the pin uh just enough to win the title but man so it was cool getting to see that um like because we saw the usos defend their tag titles in a really good match like it was just cool all around and then when the show went off the air there was this extra dark match that happens. Yeah. That, that isn't televised. And it was a six man tag match. Year, it was the bloodline versus uh, Drew McIntyre and the Viking Raiders. Nice. Um, yeah. That was a nice little faction the Viking Raiders and Drew McIntyre. Their characters mesh so well. Yeah. yeah Cause they're Vikings and he has that whole sword Braveheart thing going. So fun. like, yeah, it, it meshes. But um, honestly, there was not much wrestling because what I love about these dark matches is like this is these wrestlers like chance to actually interact with the crowd because when they're on TV, they have to play to the camera at all times. You're playing to the audience at home, not to the crowd. With the exception of when you're like cutting a promo and, you know, you're using their chance against them or something like that. Other than that, like right. you don't really get because to talk to like, individual people in the crowd and like just spend time messing with the crowd. And that's what they got to do it, in this moment. You know? So, because like, there was this portion where, like, uh, like, one of the Usos was in, and he was beating down Buddy. Was like, oh, and Buddy ended up just kind of laid out for the next ten minutes life. as they just and had fun with it. Um, so, like, while he's beating up the Viking Buddy, like, oh, uh, the crowd starts chanting, we want Roman. Was right. We want Roman, because he hadn't gotten you into know? the ring at that point. So, Roman's looking out like, oh, you right. want me? Yeah. You want your tribal chief and shit like that. 
and we had already acknowledged him earlier in the night. There was a lot of people standing up, throwing up the one uh, as he entered and everything. Like that yeah, man's over like shit as a heel. So yeah, they were chanting well, Roman. So he's like, "Y'all want Tribal Chief?" And crowd's going crazy. And he's like, "All right." He sticks his hand out, gets tagged in. He starts warming up the shoulders. As he's getting ready to attack the Viking guy, he just tags out to his other cousin. Yeah. And the crowd's like, the crowd's like, ah, oh, boo. <laughs> and then sure enough, like five minutes later, the crowd starts chanting, we want Roman again. So he's looking at them like, really? Really? You want to do this again? Cuz did the exact same thing again to them. <laughs> got in the ring, got ready to hit, tagged out. So then the crowd gets tired of it and they start chanting, we want Heyman. Bitch. So fucking Paul Heyman's looking at the crowd disgusted. He grabs the mic and he's like, you know, he's like, at this point, I would tag myself in and give you all a show. But this Cubano Maricon said that I suck and never in my whole life. And he's saying that he's starting to take off his jacket. He's like, been so disrespected. Paul Heyman throws down the mic, starts charging at Buddy in the crowd. Random fan. The, mm-hmm. One of the Usos jumps out the ring and starts holding him back as Paul Heyman's throwing air punches and shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, Roman just standing on the apron yelling at Paul, kick his ass, Paul, kick his ass. Like, bro, like, shit like that, you don't get to see on TV, but, like, Roman really owning this heel shit and, like, just having fun with it, like, it's awesome to see. Like, and I can't believe, like, I'm saying this, but this heel run for Roman could go down as one of the best heel runs in professional wrestling. Yeah, he's snapping with that shit. When, when all is said and done. Like, he's not missing. His promos have gotten a million times better since Paul Heyman's been with him. Like, the one he cut last night, like, Paul Heyman didn't even have to talk. Roman went nuts. Went nuts, bro. Well, Crowd there, ate that shit up. There's a, co- there's a couple of things that I think, you know, which makes it naturally good is that I think that you have guys that, and, and you know, it's funny because I, I didn't finish watching it, but I watched some of Vince McMahon's um, interview. And, and I yeah. see his perspective, and I understand a lot of the mistakes that he made or whatever the case may be. You know, <laughs> I feel as though, like the Keith Lee situation. Mm-hmm. Keith Lee was over for a decent amount of crowds. Yes. Looking at the overall picture, Keith Lee wasn't more over than a second tier belt. Um, and I think, and I think in my heart of hearts that Vince probably wanted him to be over quickly. My, my only pushback to that, and I'm sorry, I'm I'm going to let you continue, but I do just want to say the man only had about, four or five main roster matches. Um, so his audience was smaller up until that point. Right. Which, which again, I was, I was going to get to, you're right okay. though. Absolutely. Absolutely. Correct. I think Vince wanted him over quicker. And I think that's where that move to the main roster hurt a little bit. Cause I, I don't think it was teased enough. Um, Look, like, and I, probably, I, I mean, like I just, 
No, it's just, even it, even it really, that he lost his first two matches. Facts. How, you, how are you going to get somebody over and you have him take the L? His first why, two matches. Absolutely, absolutely. Did the same thing with Karrion Cross. That's why absolutely. I don't understand. Which, which again, I don't understand. You know, I think why you retain people. They're out of there. They're out of if there. If you're going to, you know, get and rid I think like and going to get so Wagner, and now you're probably going to get rid of Tyler Lockett. Still, as you heard in his interviews, he has a you know like if you if you are going to rebuild, get him for him. Um, and how this all relates to Roman is what I'm going to say, because what happened with Roman I don't know, didn't happen with Keith Lee and no, didn't but... happen with Karrion Cross. It started happening with Keith Lee, and then they switched it, especially yeah, when they started doing um, that Bearcat Brian, shit. Uh, yeah. Roman Brian was on his way um, to, not necessarily, I, I think because of the uh, shield, Lynn, he was way too integral um, to get cut or be released, but he's definitely on his yeah, way to being in a place maybe, where I think, okay. like, um, what's the name of the... Uh, What's the name of the uh, oh, the okay. dude that fought him? He's the he's the Sorry, Irish guy. Is he from Ireland Sheamus? or Scotland? Not oh, Seamus. Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre. He's where Drew McIntyre. He could have been. He would have been where Drew McIntyre was, right? And I yeah. think I Drew think, Drew is getting to be where Roman Reigns was when he was faced, where people are just like, okay, yeah, you have your okay, you have your sword, cool, bro. Like, absolutely, exactly. What are we doing? And, and I think I think that's a Vince thing. I think what happened with Roman is the same things that ha- that has happened with a lot of the guys that we really do end up falling in and like know. with or maybe even yeah, in love because, with is that they are themselves. Yeah. Because right. Roman Reigns is super over because yeah, but Roman I Reigns would that- do that shit in real life. Maybe not as assholeish, but that's definitely him. Think of The Rock, think of Stone Cold. The shit carries over because it's really well, them. Was, that John Cena really is that season. corny. It's just great when we see it in particular shows and movies or whatever have you. But that's really him. Like even when he was doing the thugonomics thing, if you really look at it from hindsight and you really pay attention to it, that shit was corny. But it but it worked, right? Even Hulk Hogan, like that character, whether he wants to admit it or not. That's really him, bro. Like he's really he's really right. an easy dude. You know what I mean? Undertaker. Undertaker, although he had the extra shit in there, but that was his character. All the but different progressions we saw Undertaker was still him. He does ride motorcycles. He does like the badass shit. That's really what he does. The moveset that he created, especially after he started doing all the Muay Thai shit, then we started seeing the elbows, the triangle, all the other shit. Vince allowed for some people to kind of be them and mm-hmm. and it hit. And I don't know what's the difference between a lot of these guys who he allowed for them to be themselves versus the guys where he's like, all right, cool. Like, this is the character I'm going to give you. This is what you're going to do. Because a lot of times that bitch does not hit. It doesn't. And, and when he was when he was really on the reins with Roman, all, no pun intended or whatever, <laughs> like, you know, the it wasn't working. Right. It wasn't working. And like, yes, Heyman was phenomenal for him moving forward. But I think even without Heyman, he would have been okay. Heyman definitely gave him that boost, but I think because he, Heyman, no, listen, Heyman gave him a boost, but I think, I think Reigns was better off with the heel turn because now he's doing, I think he's doing shit that's really him. Yeah, but I feel like the heel turn wouldn't have hit as much, as hard as it did without, without Paul. Like if Paul, I could could agree with that. I think, I don't think the heel turn is as, is as like you know impactful, you know what I'm saying, or is that or to the point where he's not able to like if he was to be a heel on his own without Paul now, 
you, you're eating it up all day. But I feel like I feel like he needed Paul for him to be comfortable being a heel. They're not getting no. Then I'm. Then I don't I see them getting. That. I can agree with that. I can agree with that. Comfortable being his own mouthpiece. Because at first we used to talk about how he should even, how he should probably have a manager and this is that and the third. But now he's a he's a pretty good mouthpiece now. No, that's facts. And I feel like that. I feel like Paul plays a big role in that because yeah, they've been I around mean, each other so long now. Like right. it's only a matter of time before you get you catch a little bit of something that Paul has in him. And now he has the now he has the mic skills on point. Like you just said, he, he did a promo without Paul saying anything. Gotcha. Yes, yeah, that's a Lesnar ain't doing that. Because <laughs> not at all. You know because... what I'm saying? So that's pretty dope. But no, he's no, you might be, you definitely might be right, but this might be the one of the greatest heel turns or heel runs of like WWE history for real, for real. Yeah. Oh, so we'll yeah. see what happens. But uh but yeah, so it was just it was fun to be there and experience that. Um recap video will be up soon. Um the Saturday came and uh there was a UFC pay-per-view. Won't go over the whole card. It was a good card overall. You know, a lot of different kinds of finishes, really good fights. Uh, really, it came down to the main event, which was uh, Colby Covington versus Jorge Masvidal. And, you know, now as, as we kind of touched on, Colby did what he needed to do to win. No, that bad wrestled, call. which is yeah, what I was afraid was, was going to happen because he didn't want and that stand up work. And then um, not retain and yeah, he relied on his wrestling. I mean, now you got the job done on the ground uh, and won by decision. Um, yeah, so it was kind of uh, underwhelming. So into into that. All right. Well, allow me to say this. Not saying it was a bad fight. It wasn't a bad. Just fight. just what people wanted, you know. Kobe Covington is gonna have to. He was gonna have to do that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yes. He was going to have to do that. I mean, how many times... He couldn't afford to take another loss. Masvidal kind of can, but he couldn't. And, you know, Covington has lost a lot of fights now because he's trying to stand up. Yeah. He's more of a well-rounded fighter. What makes him... What was making him successful was the fact no, that he it, could hone no, in on a weakness I, and use that weakness against that person to win. Which ever is since... Ever since Usman broke his jaw. Right. And honestly, that's why he lost that fight. No, he should have wrestled has. Usman. No. That's, you, I, you I know that's his, the weakest part about, of his game. It's it not super weak, but it's the weakest part of his game. And probably could have gained some all points. that's all it was. Could have had some ground control. Could have picked up on some, on some good, on some extra, on some extra points to be able to, you exactly. know, pull off because or something, but try to stand up. You stood up with a man that punches harder. That's not what they want. And you, you, he yeah. learned from Everybody that. You know what I mean? Masvidal is all stand-up. He is the baby face. He is that's all he is. I wrestled his ass too. Because I'm trying to win. You know what I'm saying? So Kobe Covington did what he needed to do because now he's about to get another big fight. So fuck it. You know what I mean? But... That's, That's on Masvidal. Masvidal can't then, get a belt. Thing is, and it's crazy to me when people are like, oh, I'm so like, shocked Masvidal like, hasn't okay, gotten a belt yet. Like I can't a, think of too many one-dimensional fighters that have won a like, UFC with him last year, You got to be right. good at multiple things. I would say and you got to be decent in at least three different things. I mean, and all he does is stand up. What is Kenny 
All Miles Vidal does Willis, is stand. He just throws I, I hands. Think Willis, he throws I think hands Willis well. Drafted top five, you know what I mean? Man. A lot of people get after suckered the, into that because he does talk a lot of shit. Bro, after the combine? And he talks shit. He talks shit to the extent where you're like, you know what? I'm going to beat him at his own game. And it's like, bro, this man... It's been fighting for like the last like fourteen years, but it's like, why do you keep right. taking care of? Him? You know what I mean? So I don't understand. Yeah, man, straight hands, period. You know what I mean? So it's like, come on, bro. Mm. Yeah. Um. But then Sunday, oh Sunday, AEW Revolution. Oh, like it was beautiful. It, like. <laughs> Um, a very good pay-per-view, uh, from top to bottom. Um, yeah, no, for sure. Like I didn't catch the first one, but I caught the, um, the house of black, um, match where, cause you know, now he's got two people with him. Uh, Malachi Black. He's got um, motherfucking uh, what's his name? Brody King and um, Buddy Matthews. So like Brody King was somebody he wrestled and with. Washington, Washington, and Washington football um, team got their guy too. I want to say Ring of Honor or wherever he was before WWE. And then uh, Buddy oh, Matthews yeah, was Washington, Buddy Murphy yeah. in WWE. And the character Two Buddy Murphy after being is what the first uh, did that to, to Alistair Black. Now Malachi Black's eye, um, the reason he wears that contact that's supposed to be he's blinded what? in that eye. You saved um, the calf. From this guy. So when he showed up, he's like, ah, shit, I got to deal with this guy now. But then he ended up being a Bro, follower of talking- Malachi. So now they are the House of Black. So but, they all come out this fire ass entrance and the thing where they're all wearing like the headpieces with the antlers and shit all, on it, bro. <laughs> that entrance is nuts. Um, they would have had, yeah, bad. and they fought Death Triangle. And well, two thirds of Death Triangle, like, Pac like and Penta. It's lucky um, they were hoping Ray Phoenix was going to be cleared in time for this fight. He was not. So instead, they brought in uh, Eric Redbeard, who was bro, Eric Rowan. Three. Um, Bro, he did get that bag three for sixty. And yeah. So. Oh, elsewhere, yeah, I agree. I did. I didn't think. Facts. I didn't think. Um. All right. So the next match was my bad. Oh, also, Hook was um was on that pre-show. Hook is nuts. Hook is Taz's son. Dude is so cool, bro. Like, dude is I, just cool as fuck. I thought Derwin James didn't sign me. I think he signs this offseason. I believe. I believe so. He don't play to the cur- yes. He's like he's like their Cesaro, okay. like just skinny as fuck, but strong as all shit, bro. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, bro. He doesn't acknowledge anybody or anything, dog. Like he just goes in. His hair's all fucking messed up. Like, like, like he's like, like he's part lot. of like uh like a uh one of the anime characters that just has like this yeah. weird hairstyle, no, bro. I, I and think, like I his uh his just he wearing like like I don't know if he's wearing low forces, 
no, or something like not, that. Whatever wrestling though. shoes he's wearing, no, and like his socks pulled up and shit, like just but, cool, um, dog. He has a little um, chain, and he just I mean, go out there, out wrestle you know, your ass, put you in the, a modified now, version of the Taz the mission, and then go like they said, um, clear it, not get his hand raised, nothing, bro. Just all right, I'm done. Walk out the ring and just walk back up the ramp, bro. Just cool, dog. I mean, yes, he's the game manager. I like that, but yeah. So I'm I'm looking forward to to his growth in this upcoming I mean, year for two, sure. Two Super Bowls, um, two Super Bowls. So the I actual mean, opening match say? of the pay per view though was Chris Jericho versus Eddie Kingston. Um, no, I a mean, lot of this yeah, I mean, was built. I, you know, as we talked about last week, Eddie Kingston kind of pitted two members of the inner circle, Santana and Ortiz, against Jericho. Um, Jericho didn't Darius like that Leonard. very much. So this match was kind of about Darius respect. Did. And yo, like you talking about um, my name when I've done this, this, and this. Yeah, but you also the, done the this, this, and this. And Nelson. That's kind of where it all was. These, and Jericho had promised not, if Eddie Kingston won, these guys he would are shake his guys, hand. But they're not going Eddie to Kingston did win. However, Jericho did not shake his hand, which the crowd was not happy with. Um, and as an that update too? to that, Jericho Jimmy opened G Dynamite tonight. And, you know, says he felt really bad about doing he could, that. He's right? sorry. And, he could, you know, right? he wanted Eddie to come out so that he could shake his hand, which anybody who's followed Chris Jericho longer. You know he about to smack fire off. You already <laughs> know what's about to happen, baby. Anybody catches so, that. So Eddie comes out, gives this heartfelt <laughs> promo and shit, almost starts crying, like, no. like legitimately, because he was talking about some exactly. fans that had reached out Jimmy to him that, you know, ride. almost off themselves. Um, but things that they saw in an article about Eddie Kingston and things that he said and something like that in this interview stopped them from doing that. Um, so like, he started getting choked up saying in the ring saying he was doing this. To, he wanted to win that match so he can make them proud. He's like, all this stuff. And like that legitimate, legitimately choked him up. So it was cool to see that. Um, and then, yeah, Chris Jericho does his, you know, spiel says, I'm sorry. He's like, you know, I want to shake your hand. Uh, he shakes his hand. Everything is gravy. And then uh, the music hits for the Faction 2.0, which is these three guys. I don't even know their names, to be honest with you. Uh, but they're me- fucking menaces. They're always jumping people for no reason oh, and shit. But, so okay. this Why looked like it was going to be Browns another mugging of sorts. Um, they come into the ring and they start they're beating hot. up on... Um, Bro, I don't understand. You don't use them. On Eddie. But they don't really... They knock down Chris Jericho. Exactly. But like, they don't really do much damage. They kind of just like lean their knee on him, making it all. seem like they're doing something. And, and I was like, oh, I wonder if that's because Jericho legitimately hurt his neck the during their match. Yeah, and they're just trying to be safe with them. Because I'm like, I'm like, okay, maybe he is shoot injured. And, you, you know, they're just playing it safe. But turns out it was a work. So while he's getting beat up, Fucking Santana and Ortiz come down and they start trying to even the odds up. They have a baseball bat and they grab one of the guys, give the bat to Jericho to hit Buddy. Jericho hit Santana with it and then hit Ortiz with it. And then it looks like, oh shit, he's fucking with these 2.0 dudes. They start jumping the three of them. Fucking uh, Jake Hager comes out who was part of the inner circle formerly. 
Uh, he starts so whooping their ass too. Man, so now he's with Jericho you. and oh, these two point. So let me tell you that boy. Um, so it's like, what the fuck is going on, on bro? And like, faction got made basically. You know, but yeah, um, still under five hundred. So basically, yeah. and they took off their inner circle. Oh, Kyrie uh, jackets and threw them down on Santana and Ortiz. So oh, inner circle's right. dead, bro. He had, um, bro, you're like, bro. That man had. Uh, he shot. He called the group like the, the Chris Jericho Appreciation yeah, Society, something like that. I don't know if that's the actual name of the group. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, not uh, yeah, not. <laughs> he, he said something which was just wild. Um, um, let's see. And then they um, cleared it, and it's like, okay, so, so, okay, so you know, it was you know, brought up in our wrestling chat that we're in that they're wondering if they're going to bring in this wrestler named Homicide. Uh, Homicide, Santana, Ortiz, and Eddie Kingston used to be a faction known as LAX. So they're thinking, hey, this might be the way to reunite. Wasn't Homicide the big one? Yes. Oh my God. They bring Homicide. Yeah. If they yeah. bring homicide, shit finna get crazy. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so and ain't got that's the what where's the where's the monster abyss, man? Oh, I, I think Abyss is actually part of the creative team in WWE yeah. now. Wow. I'm pretty sure. I think he retired from wrestling. Um yeah, I mean, so yes. the next match on the yeah, card was yeah. Jurassic Express versus Red Dragon versus yeah, Young Bucks uh, for the AEW I tag titles. Really good cool. fucking match. Um, yeah, the boys went nuts. Jurassic Express won as they should. The West real story of this match was really the I mean, continued I beef between yeah, like Red Dragon going, and the Young Bucks. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, you know. Adam Cole still but, right you know, in the middle, but it looks like he's starting to side with Red Dragon like more NBA, than the Young you Bucks. Slow right now, so you know, um, Jason Tatum. You know, I think they, he's, bro, he's Young Bucks are so fucking good. They are really quietly moving. The Young Bucks, yeah, they're they're really good. Yeah, I think you know they don't look like they should be that good at wrestling, bro. At all, you want you want to know what it is about AEW these guys and the character development, whatever. You know, I, I think Cavs you know the, the aesthetic has been playing well. Just make the sure it's a three C right a great product. Um, I think like guys like the Young Bucks great. or whatever, right? Like, um, I was just talking. I actually the this is the be- this is a better question. Tell me a division in it AEW that's not competitive. Um, Julius Randle. They say that Julius Randle's back. That man had a nice... That was really show out, bro. And, like, you can see it in that environment. Like, guys like the Young Bucks, like, I think they flourish in AEW Um, where they wouldn't flourish in the the NBA. I mean, right now, they're saying that... um, Yeah. No, that's, that's personally how I feel. Term, I feel like they flourish in a, in AEW when they win in WWE. I think about the little nuances that they do, and I know we spoke about um, it. I don't know if you talked about it on the show. Kyrie Irving, but you and I have talked about a, it um, a behind bit, um, about uh, offline, James Harden, um, off air. I'm my bad. Where I love the ranking the system, potentially you know, wins losses thing that they do. It's a different. It's a different. They they keep track of win streaks, win streaks, losing streaks, all that. But they have also. We're saying that yes, um, they'll keep separate records of tag teams um, in singles Wall, action and yes. as a tag team. Yes, yes, like yes, bro. The shit is lit, bro. They're thorough with their shit, bro. It is lit, bro. You and, and like in that, but, you, you I mean, gotta show up. 
You got their champions, yeah, and their champions back, are you know, defending their titles damn near yeah. at least one title is yeah, yeah, on the line every sure. week. Yeah, for sure. I, I well, love. It. I love. Yeah. It. yeah. I mean, I love. You it. know, it's all hearsay. Yeah. Yeah. And they and, just had a pay per view. Like they literally just had a pay per view where titles were right. on the line and shit. And what, no and what makes it great man. is they're in a city like Fort Myers showing the fuck out. Yes, bro. Man, but think, bro. But Love I, to see I, I it. Like to Paige Van Zant is it's, it's so about to join AEW very man. soon. She uh, lit, leaving bro. the mixed martial arts. Where she looks like she bro. fits in that. She's a pretty girl um, with a fight just background, lit, bro. It's just but lit. no, it wasn't even. Yeah, that. like just it slide. Just the you don't gotta actually get your face beat in anymore. James Harden, bro. When we had when we had talked about so moving on, moving on. Uh, the nice, face of the revolution ladder match, like, wow. uh, which was like, you know it's basically took it's t- like not it's not road, money in the bank, but it's similar to money in the bank, open, uh, where it is for you know, a title like, shot. Um, it's basically just a ladder match with this giant brass ring, um, you know that they got to re- retrieve. Yes, yeah. Is. So when they retrieve the brass ring, they get they become number one contender for the TNT championship, which is their mid card title which is currently held by sammy guevara who's defending that title right now um yeah but he's gonna come out of that um which which has been proven though that whoever holds this like these title holders get world title shots after this their title runs done like just that's just what happens so it's not a bad title to be at at all um, and these are younger guys that really have to show their worth um, and some veterans who want to prove that they still got it. So you had Orange Cassidy, um, Wardlow, who is, you know, MJF's errand boy, his muscle, his whatever. Um, I definitely could which see that. Which has been as that a should be kind of reluctant though. on Wardlow's part. And it's kind of been a really natural face turn. Um, the people have started There's to get behind Wardlow naturally. Um, which was all kind of leading up to this tonight, or not tonight, but that night. I can't trust Um, Doc. So there was people behind Wardlow. Keith Lee is in that match. Keith Keith Lee is new to AEW. We all know what he can do. So him being in that match, we're going to get good spots. Uh, Christian, he's a savant when it comes to a ladder match. So it's good to have him in there. I'm sure he was directing a lot, you know, behind the scenes. Uh, say hey this is how this will work and stuff like that and all those things so it's good that he's in there powerhouse hobbs who's a representative of team taz and uh ricky starks who's also a representative of team taz and also the ftw world champion or sorry the ftw champion because that w is world i like it all uh but yeah so wardlow wins that match um he fucking all of them are great, bro. Orange Cassidy is yeah, nuts. I, I love his his shtick, bro. Like that, those little kicks that he does because he's too cool, so he doesn't. <laughs> no, no yeah, that wasn't, bro. That wasn't this man basically guy. made himself a sandwich between Powerhouse Hobbs, Wardlow, and Keith Lee. This little skinny Orange Cassidy, bro. Like, what's up, y'all boys? Like, I'm here. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> It was great, but uh, yeah, really good ladder match. Um, yeah, and up next for the TBS championship, which is the mid card women's title, 
Yes, AEW has a mid-card title for women, which WWE oh, no, still have. doesn't have. Either they have like 50 women on their roster. They don't have a mid-card title at all. So, um, yeah, so Jade Cargill defending her title against Ty Conti. Jade, who I believe was like 28-0 going into this match. You're talking about, but um, wasn't he already on their team? You know, she's... She retained her title. Oh, yeah. So oh, this no, Derek White. Oh, right yeah, Derek White. She good. looked amazing. Uh, she came out. I think that was Jade. The oh, Mortal Kombat Tom character Lord, or was right. it Melina? The green? Bro, Tom Lord. I think it's Jade. Jade. I can appreciate yes. Jade, a green color. It would, yeah, because it would make sense that Jade would come out he, in, as Jade um, from Mortal Kombat. Like, so she looked nice awesome. Um, I just wish they would bring Taco. Yeah, she, she got the dub. And she continues the streak that she's on. Um, yeah, and we're lit. Oh, I thought he was. was oh, I thought was. he was still on there. Um, oh, up next the <laughs> oh shit, Scorpio Scott beats Sammy Guevara for the title. Oh, Holy crazy. shit! <laughs> just like that. See, that's why you gotta love AEW. Should just Holy slip on, shit. Should just slip on your ass. Well, I mean, bro, but it was crazy because. Dang. I don't know. I, um, it's crazy that um I don't know if you saw yeah, that. Yeah, Ty Conti got her ass whooped too because that's Sam McGuire's real life girlfriend. Paige Van Zandt is signing her AEW contract right now on Ty Conti's ass. Oh, this is great. I love AEW. They could do no wrong in my book. All right. Um, sorry. The next match on this card, and I yes. my, me oh, personally, match of the night. Dog collar match, MJF versus CM Punk. Holy shit. CM Punk was bleeding early and bleeding often. Um, For There was a couple moments there. I was like, he's losing a lot of blood. A lot of blood on this this match. And it just kept bleeding, bro. That dripping blood. That shit... I was like, God, oh, yes. God damn, JR. <laughs> uh, that shit, that shit was nuts, bro. Um, especially being that he's like what forty five or something like that. Like you're no, you're no spring chicken. You can't really handle the blood loss like that anymore. But he did, man. Honestly, they put on a great match. Uh, they both bled. Yeah, great finish. I zero zero complaints about this match. Um, CM Punk coming out, which a lot of people didn't catch. He came out to his old Ring of Honor music. He didn't come out to his uh, cult of personality. Um, He had his old ring gear and everything. So, like, it was awesome to see. Like, it was such a moment for people who, like, followed him on the indies or knew who he he was or went back and researched and shit. Like, appreciate that. And I think that's why I love AEW 2 is that they show love to where they've been. They don't try to act like nothing they've did in the past exists, like WWE does. Like, WWE will swear you never wrestled anywhere before this. Right, right. And that's not, and that's just not cool. Yeah, like, shit's crazy, bro. Shit's crazy. Like, you never hear uh, uh, AJ Styles talk how many championships he won over in TNA. Do they even mention it in, like, their promos and shit? Never. Never. That's what I thought. Like, it's, it's wild to me. Like, this place will applaud your accolades. You're champion somewhere else? Hey, 
show up on our program. Get your get your promotion's name out there, you know? Get you some eyes that never even heard of you before. Yeah, that that I mean you can't you can't really lose with that to be what's, able to what's get those the, kind of invitations and shit for what's sure. What's the what's the uh what's the saying? The rising tide lifts all ships? Yes, sir. Like, come on, there ain't no reason all of us can't eat, bro. Like, let's make this shit happen. WWE ain't the only game in town. That shit tired as fuck. Like, let's give them something good. I fucks with that. Um, sorry, I always end up going on a rant about WWE. But um, yeah, no, honestly, amazing match. Loved it. 10 out of 10. Sam Punk won, as he should with this kind of feud. I'm not mad at that at all. Um, Wardlow completing his face turn. Um, MJF had called him to the ring to give him his diamond ring that he always uses to kind of like finish off like the old school brass knuckles back in the day. Like this is his version of that. Um, Wardlow's like, ah, I forgot it. Don't got the ring. You know, he gets hit by CM Punk. And then Wardlow's like, oh, oh, it was in this pocket. I found the ring and just puts it in front of CM Punk so CM Punk could use it. Completing, like, completing his face turn and, you know, officially moving on from MJF. Uh, and starting that rivalry, which I guess is what MJF's going to do next, um, which is what makes sense. I like. Yep. Um, after that, we had uh, for the AEW Women's Championship, Britt Breaker versus Britt Breaker, Britt Baker, DMD versus Thunder Rosa. Um, really good match. These guys have put on these. Sorry, these ladies have put on great matches before together. Uh, this was no exception. Britt Baker won as she should. Um, and then we had Brian Danielson versus John Moxley. This was a match, like I mentioned last week, was all about respect and, um, you know, Daniel Bryan not wanting to fight Moxley, but wanting to form a team. And Moxley saying, I don't know. I think you're just too scared to fight me. He's like, and I don't team up with nobody I haven't bled with. So Daniel Bryan, oh sorry, Brian Danielson was like, okay, bet. Um, let's have a match then. I ain't scared. And they put on a fucking sh- like if it wasn't the dog collar match, this was match of the night. Like I would I could go back and forth as to which match was better. Really good fucking match. These guys started off kind of just like a regular wrestling match, but got more and more violent as the match went on to where they were not holding back their shots. Like they were bleeding and just laying into each other with some heavy, like elbows and forearms and shit. Like shit got violent. Um, John Moxley wins and they keep fighting after the fucking, uh, Oh, it's after the, after the match, like they started, they kept swinging at just security, tried to break it up. Nope. That shit wasn't happening. They were still going. And then fucking William Regal comes out. William Regal, who was recently fired by the WWE comes out and gets in the ring, separates the two of them. He, he slaps the shit out of John Moxley and then gets in his face and like even head butts him a little bit to rub the blood that was running down Moxley's face onto him. Yeah, bro, that doing that bad. signature snarl that William Regal does with his nose all up and scrunched and everything. And, you know, after he had slapped Moxley, Brian Danielson's over there applauding. He goes over to Brian Danielson, slaps the shit out of Brian Danielson, gets in his face snarling, da, 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 and then he directs the two of them to, to shake hands and hug it out or whatever, which, like, they fucking did. Like, he, they, daddy. 
and then they all cleared it together, bro. And it's beautiful because, you know, we talked about this faction being something kind of like, oh, thanks. <laughs> we talk about this faction being being something that's like uh, adjacent to a, an evolution where you got your older season vets that, you know, take these younger guys under their wings. And now we're starting to see a more complete picture of that. You have this vet in William Regal who I swore is 90 years old. The man's only 56, though. Um, he just looks old as shit. Um, <laughs> but you shit's muted, Dylan, just so you know. Um, that's that London in them. G shit. No, yeah. I mean, that's. Bro, that's got to be. He, you know how many packs of cigs he probably took down bro, in his oh, life? Oh, easily. Like, you guys so unhealthy over there, you know? bro. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's like Jit started smoking at 13, bro. Like, oh, easy. easy. Like, Jit was on two packs a day by 18, dog. Like, let's go. Um, I was wondering why <laughs> people, why their teeth be so yellow. It's straight tar. It's great. Yeah. It's great. It's great. Grabber. Gee. Um, <laughs> great grabber residue on their teeth. They play. Funny. They were uh, smoking cigarettes while they're playing soccer. No facts. Bro. Right, in the wild. middle of the game, got a one in the mouth type shit. That oh, shit wild. Man. Shit wild. All right. Um, but yeah, so so you get to see this picture of William Regal as this kind of overseer, this coach, if you will, um, with these two very contrast wrestlers in John Moxley and Brian Danielson, both equally violent, but in different ways. Um you know, Moxley violent in the sense that like, hey, like I'm a bar fight type of guy. I can technical wrestle if I need to, but I'm a I'm just a brawler kind of guy. That's how I prefer to get down. Where Brian Danielson's like, I'm gonna hurt you, and there's nothing you can do about it. Like, I'm gonna take you down, I'm gonna manipulate joints, I'm gonna kick the shit out of your head, like, and you're just gonna have to take that. Period. So yeah, so you got William Regal, these two guys, all three can cut great promos. So now they just got to get these younger guys. So I think they're going to roll with three for a little bit. They came out tonight. William Regal cut a very impassioned promo where he got choked up and almost started crying when he was thanking Tony Schiavone because the last time he had been in a ring with Tony Schiavone was 29 years ago. Um, in Or no, sorry, 20 years ago in WCW or actually a little over 20, 25, something like that. Mid twenties years ago, um, in WCW, uh, when they were both there. And I guess when he had first arrived to, um, the United States, Tony Schiavone was like one of the first people to kind of take William Regal in and help him out and like all that kind of stuff. So like William Regal kind of expressed that to him and got choked up in the process and it didn't look like Tony Schiavone expected that. Like none of this promo was scripted. You could tell just, it was very, a lot of passion behind it. He went on to explain his relationship to Daniel Bryan and Brian Danielson. Sorry, I'm going to do that for a long time and I apologize, but I got to get it right. Cause man's name is Brian Danielson. That's his actual name. So um, like the relationship they've had, and talking about, you know, he was, he basically said, Brian has had all the success that he had envisioned for himself because Brian didn't have the vices that William had. Mm. 
because he admit like he had alcohol issues, drug issues, all that kind of shit. And Brian hasn't had that in his life. So he's like, you're what I should have been. Which is a crazy thing to say to somebody. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, you know, looking over at Moxley and saying, you know, you're someone who has all my vices. And like, we can kind of, you know, figure that shit out. Like, I feel like that's where he was going with that whole thing. And then like, he kind of just quickly brought it full circle. Like I've known these guys this amount of time. And, um, uh, yeah, like they're going to form this squad and I don't know what they're going to be called, but they're going to snap and looking yeah, forward it sounds, to it. It sounds like they're about to snap for real, for real. I like it. Yep. I so, like it a lot. I like it a lot. Um, all right, and then quickly getting through the rest of this. Hardy, Cassidy, and El Idolo, six-man tag versus Sting, um, Darby Allen, and Sammy Guevara. Awesome match. Um, this kind of became a lot of tables getting involved and weapons of all sorts. Sting taking the biggest bump of his career at 65 years old, uh, going off of a balcony through three tables. Um, Mars was kind of nuts, but Sting's always been my childhood favorite. So um, I'm going to forever enjoy being able to see him wrestle at this point, you know, three Yo, decades. All of his features been of watching him. So, yeah, like, I think crazy. that's I think that's pretty dope. Um, and then yeah, the main event: Hangman Adam Page versus Adam Cole, Bay Bay. Uh, for the AEW World Championship, Hangman Adam Page successfully mm-hmm. retained. Really good match, um, all the way through. Did That's not bad. disappoint at all. <laughs> um, at times I did. At times I and I said and I even said last week on the show, um, I had mentioned that like this, this is a match that I could see Adam Cole winning, and I was like, if he wins. It'll probably on, be on some like cheating shit, like Red Dragon gets involved or the Young Bucks get involved. And I was like, in that instance, I could see it because then it doesn't hurt Hangman Adam Page in the process. But yeah, no, like these guys went nuts on each other. <laughs> yeah. yeah, a lot of hard hitting matches on this whole card. Love it, I fucking love it. Just um, look, but bro. yeah, ten out of ten. 10 out of 10. Um, I don't think I've ever heard you say that for a pay-per-view. Yeah, I just... There's nothing I can really complain about, to be honest. Like, yeah, all the matches seemed appropriately lengthed. Like, I don't think any of them were rushed or took too long. I think they all kind of were just in the spot they needed to be in for as long as they needed to be there. Um, At no point was I tired of what I was looking at. I think that's like... You can't really say that too often when you're watching a wrestling show. you can't teach that. Yeah. Like, yeah. Mm -hmm. He's seven foot tall, 250 pounds, and you can't teach that. Yeah, like I had to do, I had to do all my bathroom breaks in the, uh, during the video packages between matches. You were that, you were that, glued yeah yeah but uh but we can move on because there are more pressing things that need to be discussed 
Um, Pressing things such know, as what, my dear friend? Well, you know, yesterday the free, uh, not sorry, the um, Budo, franchise Budo, Budo tag uh, deadline uh, was going to be reached. So we had a feeling last week when we, d- when we talked about these upcoming quarterback carousel, uh, we knew we were going to know by now this re- recording where Aaron Rodgers was going to be playing. Um, we knew that was going to be the first domino to fall. It certainly has been. Um, and we've had uh, a few dominoes fall since then, to say the least. So um, we'll start things out with Adios. the decision the world was waiting on, basically, on uh, on bated breath. Everybody wondering what's going to happen with Aaron Rodgers. Will he stay? Will he go? If he goes, where will he go? Um, so everybody's hearing names of teams. Oh, Broncos. If he's going, it's going to be the Broncos. Okay. You also hear, you know, other teams are calling. They're trying. They're trying to put packages together. Um, But the ultimate result was Aaron Rodgers deciding to stay. Uh, He called Pat McAfee uh, so that Pat McAfee would be the one to actually get the scoop on it. And he told him personally. Uh, that he will be staying with the Broncos. They hadn't worked out any contract or anything yet, uh, but they're working on a team-friendly deal. So, okay. That comes out that Rodgers is staying. Then about 15 minutes later, a tweet from Ian Rappaport comes out saying that Aaron Rodgers is getting a four-year, $200 million contract with $153 million guaranteed. Um, which Pat McAfee had said is false. That's not what was told to him. Um, categorically false. He actually put it. Um, he said his source, and he was very clear that his source was Aaron Rodgers, said that he hasn't signed a contract yet, but what they're working on will be a team-friendly deal. And nobody started retracting their stories. Like a couple mm-hmm. publications did, but like nobody else has retracted anything, which really? honestly is kind of crazy that like you don't even have facts and you're reporting this like it's facts. Aaron Rodgers himself had to tweet, hey, so just wanted to clear up some things. Yes, I will be playing for the Packers next year. Um, but no, we have not closed we have not come to terms on anything yet um and the number the the astronomical numbers or whatever numbers he said um that were posted that i signed are completely false and there's no merit to them things along that line so i mean that makes sense though because how would they be able to keep that team with that big ad contract yeah but still haven't seen a single retraction that makes me feel like what makes people just be like? Let me just go. Let me just go lie real quick. It's it's why it's weird, bro. Like the shit, it, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, you know, like what purpose know, is this what, serving? What I also think happens too is that you know a lot of um, you have you do these guys do have insiders. You know what I mean? And sometimes the insiders they'll let things out early to try to help their guy be the ones out. And you know things do happen. Sometimes you know minds change. They might have said this, said, you know what, we're going to give him 200 mil. And the dude's like, hey, 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 listen, 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 listen. They're going to do 200 mil. And this shit changes up. 
Well, especially if he was genuinely considering retiring, like a four-year deal sounds like, I don't know, it sounds it's a bit lengthy. <laughs> Unless it's one of those like years three and four completely voidable or something like that. Like, I don't, I don't know how that works. Yeah, I don't. I don't know how all that works. Um, it's facts though. Y'all snapping right. Yeah. Now. So yeah, it's just I don't. Know, it's just weird to me that like someone who's very close to Aaron Rodgers has said Aaron Rodgers told me that's false. Aaron Rodgers himself has said this is false, and like y'all don't do your job as journalists and say, "Sorry, we got bad information. Our bad." Sometimes, um, I mean, you know, these guys really don't want, they don't want to do that, bro. It's just weird. Some guys don't want to, some guys don't want to do that. You know what I mean? It's pretty. Mm-hmm. So I guess so I guess they're waiting they're waiting on the retraction for when the actual numbers do come out. Yeah, because they might I end up do. being. I got you. They okay. might end up being right, dude. That's like, fair. I that's do fair. that same shit. So I'm like, listen, cut. Hey, till I hear different, an insider told me this. Business, all I know right now. So all I know right now, bitch, little bitch. Mm. That's what I know. Mm. <laughs> um. All right, so. You know, someone who took the uh, the A Rod news pretty bad was um, uh, oh shit, I just had his name, buddy on the oh Jerry Judy, mm-hmm. wide receiver for the Broncos. He was kind of sad. He he tweeted the sad face uh, when the news was broke. Um, but you know, as days can sometimes be roller coasters, he was down in the moment. But later on that afternoon, he would go back up as the Seattle Seahawks traded Russell Wilson to the Denver Broncos, um, to which he followed up with an Oh, We Lit tweet. Uh, the Seattle Seahawks, yeah, they traded Russell Wilson in a fourth rounder uh, to the Broncos for Noah Fant, Shelby Harris, Drew Locke, two firsts, two seconds, and a fifth. Gotta love it, though. Whew. Gotta love it. You're gonna go um, big, man. Yeah. You're gonna do it, bitch. Do it big. Fuck out of here. Well, I'm not happy about this. Why? Uh, obviously. Why? Why? Uh, Why? Because wow. now, wow. because because now it's going to be a guarantee that six games of my season, I have to see Herbert, Herbert, Mahomes, Mahomes, fucking Wilson, Dang. Wilson. Yeah, it is kind of tough. Not going to lie. AFC, is AFC West about to be the new toughest division in the NFL? Shit, probably. I like it. Because you know the Broncos' defense is always going to be good. And they might get Von Miller back. Listen, I like it. You like it, I love it. 
I do think it might this could be the toughest division in football right now. Because usually toughest divisions revolve around, you know, uh, quarterbacks more than anything. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, shit, y'all boys in it. Now y'all in it to win it, my boy. That sucks. Um, Willie, um, you, you were dealt another blow. <laughs> Not even 24 hours later, um, Seahawks released Bobby Wagner. Um, and, you know, with that release, that is the last person from the Super Bowl winning team. The uh, the era of the uh, 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 Legion, of, Legion Boom. of Boom is is over with, unfortunately. How how you how you feeling, man? I feel that. I feel that. Because that, that's how I felt when the Raiders traded Khalil Mack. Like, I was, like, I literally felt sick to my stomach <laughs> when that shit happened. I'm like, why? Yeah. Right. Okay, that sounds great. Get a new coach. So who are they gonna get? Exactly. Who they who are they gonna get? Who's left? Brian Flores. Come on, man. He's he's already under contract with the Steelers. Next. I don't like none of what y'all selling. Eric right B, now. Eric Bienemy. I don't like none of what you're selling. And who said any of them boys want to go over there now with all that trash he's going on right now? Who who want to go what over there? Who would want to go over there? To Seattle? Yeah. Me? Why not? As a coach right now, they they letting everybody go. They rebuilding. These new coaches, you're, you you got to realize the perspective of a, of a black coach right now. They're not even keeping you on a good team when you go 500. So now Bro, you're going to put you me on got- a rebuilding team. I you know get a, not going to go 500 you, in the NFC West. I disagree, I disagree, bro. You get a QB on that team, and you can you can compete. You can compete, bro. You got you got DK. You got Lockett. You got Chris Carson when healthy. They definitely can compete. Like yeah, and now you got Noah Fant. Like you need a no line badly. Like, yeah, I, was about, to, I was about to say it for you, sure. You're telling me skill. You're telling me skill guys, and that's great and all. But those same skill guys you. was there last year too with Russ Will. Russell missed games too. Russell did miss. Okay, and what was his record when he was there? I don't know. Like I feel what you're saying. The skills is there, but you know, like the in the backbone, the 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 little intricate parts that we don't talk about is not there for that team right now. That's why they're on a rebuild. You can keep all those skill guys. You can keep the receivers and the running backs, but if you can't get them to rock, it don't mean nothing. And running backs damn sure don't mean nothing if you ain't got a line of block for them. There's a bunch of teams that got great wide receivers and running backs that ain't doing shit. We can find the the Lions. Bro, look at the Lions. The Lions went 2-14. You going to tell me they ain't got no weapons? 
Um, well, <laughs> we got a bunch of L, we got a bunch of teams that got L's. They can't do nothing, and they got plenty of talent. What you know talent? what? He, who? Lions don't got no weapons, bro. DeAndre Swift is good. Ooh, Jamal that Williams wide is good. That wide receiver is Brown is good. The other wide receiver yes. got hurt. He's good. They're decent, bro. If they had a line, they'd be Saint okay. Brown? Say Amon Al- Amron or Amaran St. Brown. Amon something like that. Yeah. Snapping. That boy's nuts. Yes, bro. He's good, there's, but like there's a lot of there's a lot of teams that got mad L's. And the reason why they got L's, you we know, and we've all played football enough to know that if you don't have a line, you rip. If you ain't got no O line, it's over with. And like you can play, you can play with subpar D line play, but you need backers. And if you ain't got backers, you stuck. And like, yeah, Bobby Wagner was there. You know what I mean? But Bobby, he's gone now. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's a lot of coaches. I don't know. I don't know if there's any any of them coaches that you name, Willie. I don't know if they can go to Seattle, not win, and find them another job. And when I say tra- when I'm saying, right? Yeah, it's, it, especially black not, coach. That's not true. If y'all talking about black coaches. Definitely not. I would, I'm a black coach. I'm not from Seattle. I uh, I don't know about that. Okay, okay. You know, I mean, it's it's your it's it's your team. So you know, you know more than I do. It's just I've seen the trend at other places, and I've seen black coaches take a rebuilding team and win more the last two years than they did somewhere else and lose their job. So. I mean, it's, it's it, I mean, the gym is Flores. I mean, we could name like three or four of those guys. My thing is, is that if I'm looking at trends as a black coach that's trying to get a job, I would not go there right now. Now, if they pick up a quarterback, yeah, now, now we're talking about a different ball game. If they pick up like a couple of tackles, I'm be like, all right, bet. I was wrong. But right now, the situation right now, I don't like what Seattle got. And they're in the NFC West. So like if I'm gonna if I'm gonna play in the NFC West, bro, I gotta compete, kid. Like that that <laughs> that division is ridiculous. You should know that y'all y'all was at the top for like three four years in a row, and you had teams really coming at y'all, and now they're here. But it's the Rams, it's the Cardinals, it's the 49ers. Like I don't know, bro. I don't know. I I think Seattle's doing exactly what they're supposed to be doing. I think they have to rebuild. You know what I mean? What sucks is they only got one Super Bowl out of it, but man, for like 10, for like seven, eight years, y'all really were the cream of the crop. It's just there was no rings that came out of it because, you know, some unfortunate calls, some fuck shit. I, I'm i going to, honestly, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to lie to you, bro. Against us, that call was more unfortunate than anything. That slant, that slant with the run with the run block package was a great play. I don't know how many other coaches would have scouted for that and had the right. Yeah, that was a great play, but that that's was a great, great scouting play. that cornerback. Yeah, too. that's a great play call, bro. That, because that they play also they, doesn't work exactly. They they packed the box. They put eight in the box. Just as big as as Marshawn Lynch, and that shit didn't work for him. You know what I'm saying? So, like, you know, that box was already filled. The pick play was going to work. It was going to work. If Malcolm Butler doesn't shoot the pick, man, that's a touchdown. That's game over. I don't think it was – I never would think that's a bad call, bro. 
I, I think we 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 shit we shit on the Seahawks too much for that, and don't praise the Patriots enough, and we don't praise Butler enough. That was just a great play. Y'all should have two bowls. To be honest with you, you play another team. I think y'all watch y'all watch any other team except the Patriots. I do also think that I do think that it was a good play, but they didn't want to. They didn't want Marshawn Lynch to be the one. What about that? What about that? Um, what's his name? Wilkes Wilkins. Oh, the key snapped in the fucking combine, dog. I I literally think they want to get rid of Pete Carroll. I just think that you are not finding any better right now. So work with what you got. Keep him for the rebuild. Once you get the rebuild, you know he's not going to be able to sustain. Then you let his ass go and get a young coach. Because, you know, Seattle is Seattle is a decent little... Seattle is a decent location to go to. You know, the fan base is great. The city's phenomenal. You know what I mean? So it's not like you can't get a coach there. I just think you got to be patient. You know, rebuilds... Rebuilds take a while, you know, and I think I think what it is that sucks for what sucks for the uh, the Seahawks fan base, like I said, was that what they all putting together in what I feel is was one of the more well put together teams of all time. Y'all only got one chip out of it. That's the only thing that sucks. I thought I thought I easily thought y'all were gonna get two. Sure, I mean, well, and you know. Shout out to the Broncos for getting their their guy. Broncos um, are going to be our, Broncos are going to be all right. Still, yep, sure did. That was the next domino to fall. Carson Wentz traded from the Colts to the Washington Commanders, um, for two thirds. Yeah, they lost a first and a third, and now they only get back two thirds. Yikes. Well, you know, the thing about it is they're probably okay with that because reading, oh, the, you do say the yes. cap, but reading, reading what they were saying about Wentz, I was like, I don't know, bro. Well, yeah, but like what they were saying with the cap, they now they now have the highest cap going into free agency now. They have like $70 million available. Probably. I could see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Mike Williams did re-sign hella quick. I was like, bro, I thought he was about to get that bag. I mean, yeah, that's oh. no, no, that's great. But I thought he was going to get that bag like elsewhere. Is what I mean. 
Yeah, I didn't think. I didn't oh, think. I didn't I think. Knew, they was I knew the Chargers was fucking with him. You a fan? Why not? They got a bunch of young guys. They do have a bunch of youngins. That is nobody's true. on the big. Nobody's on the huge contract. Everybody's young as fuck. They already did. Yeah, they I'm did like, already. Hurry, Jay's already got his contract. Yeah, he's he signed. He signed, signed. Really? Oh shit! Then then Durham might have some issues, there, my boy. I don't think so. I don't think so. There's no way they. I don't think they re-signed Mike Williams to let go of Derwin James. <laughs> what if they did? That would be a very dead. Whoever's running that organization should be fired. So that makes absolutely no sense. You snapper. So I don't. So either he has a contract already, or they already got his money ready for him. Or they're getting that ready. All right, I don't think they read, they let go of him. Of all people. All right. Um. Well, it maybe not. It might necessarily be the answer, but you gotta see. I mean, who? What options do you have? Yeah, I. Yeah, I know. Right. I'm not. Yeah, but I don't know if I would sign him to a long term deal. Quentin Nelson, he's like that. Right. Jimmy G is the answer for that team. Yeah. I, Jimmy I G could. Jimmy G could could because there well because because you gotta you gotta think about it you gotta think about it though like the Colts they're a run heavy team or they're supposed to apparently Carson Wentz was checking out of a lot of runs at the line because he wants to throw more. Um, You won't see Jimmy, you won't see Jimmy G doing that. Jimmy G has no problem handing it off a million times a game. Clearly he excelled. He excelled at that. So, and he's a play action quarterback. So this offense is really for his, I, I think he would be, he would be just fine in Indianapolis. Yeah. I think Jimmy G's that. I think Jimmy G would be perfect over there, honestly. Yeah. Well, we'll see. I mean, uh, free agency starts on the 16th, so uh, we might see some more trades by then. We might see where Bobby Wagner lands by then because he doesn't have to wait until free agency uh, since he was released and he's not hitting free agency like that um, via the end of a contract. Um, but, yeah, Devontae Adams – Franchise tagged, Chris Godwin franchise tagged. Um, nah, not a lot of teams use their franchise tag. I don't know. Yeah, like for what reason? I don't know. He requested it. He requested a trade last year. He did.
That's weird, bro. Yeah, yeah, I don't get that. Did they change? Did yeah. they change? Did they change their uh, D coordinator? I mean, O coordinator. Because if that maybe maybe there maybe there's a change coming. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. So we'll, we'll see. Uh. Anything else that? Nah, my G. We missed. Nah. No. We do got to talk about the NBA, too. Go ahead. Go ahead and tell, tell us about the NBA. Willie, give us some um some updates. Talk about, talk about Kyrie. Nineteen fifteen field goal. Man dropped fifty on only fifteen shots made. It's not. It's not that controversial, bro. It's only controversial because Westbrook is making it controversial, and he's not really peeping what the hell going on. He need to sit his raggedy ass down, and come out of goddamn. Biss said, "I don't even want to take my kids to the games no more because y'all are yelling Westbrook." But I mean, come <laughs> on, bro. Come on, bro. I mean, come on, dog. You know what I'm saying? That's like, crazy. like you're not playing well, bro. Maybe some time on the bench will do you some justice, man. Like, come on, dog.
I can see that. Mmm. Grass ain't always greener, bitch. With the Wizards? But I thought you were trying to join the Sixers. Man, we're around town. Is Bradley Bill trying to play with Embiid in them? Embeezy. Embeezy. Because everybody not, because everybody weak. Like, Embiid, like, one of the strongest dudes in the league. Well, you got to understand that that team, first off, is full of shooters. Maxi's a problem. Um, you, you, you. My boy Matisse Thibault. Thibault is nice too. So you got you got guys who can shoot. So you got to pay them attention. And now you know. Here's the thing too. You had game plan for Embiid to be your main guy. He's clearly not the main guy anymore. He's a number two, and he's probably the most dangerous number two in the league. Right. So now what? Watching them play offensively, it's it's a real problem because Embiid is playing at number one levels. They kind of remind me of like Boston, like Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. If one of them were a big, it'd be the same chemistry. It's a real problem out here in these streets. It's a real problem. Listen, that team, they got something, bro. No cap. They got something. You know what I mean? Philly, Philly got Philly got their guy. Philly really, Philly really got their guy. I trust Doc because honestly, you know, this is the closest team he's had in terms of like personnel. It's probably the closest team he's had. Um, to the Celtics since the Celtics. Yeah. Yeah. Because, because Joel Embiid is a, is a good defensive player in the post. Um, you have those shooters on the outside. And although we don't want to compare Harden to Rondo, but Harden has proven that he can handle an offense on his own. He can handle an offense on his own. And even when you look at those Clippers teams, the Clippers teams, Chris Paul was never the problem, honestly. It was everybody else. That team just that team didn't really mesh like people thought they were supposed to. Like, no offense, but Blake, Blake Griffin and Chris Paul had no business playing together. I'm not even gonna lie to you, bro. They they had they had no business playing together. They made it work, which is a testament to, you know, I think Doc. Because after he left, they weren't the same. 
know what I'm saying? So I think I like Doc, bro. I like Doc a lot. You know what I'm saying? And there's no bias in that. I really think like Jit is good. So we'll see. I was speaking of, I just want to be biased real quick and let you know that the Celtics have turned it around and I love it. I love it. I love it a lot. They look good, man. They look good. You know what I mean? That coach got them together. That pickup of Jit from uh the Spurs. That's where that's where Jit from. That shit was that was a great pickup. Great pickup. White or whatever his name is? No. Yeah, he is. And then, you know, Time Lord is doing his thing. No, five, bro. Taco, who? The Celtics? You're not with the Celtics no more. They let this guy go. He with the Cavs. Nah, he with the Cavs, my boy. Crazy, right? Mm-hmm. Taco Fall just can't. I don't know what it is, bro. I don't know what it is. I haven't watched enough of him to really give you an answer, but I was like, damn, I thought his height would translate a little bit. Yeah. Yes, he did. I mean, he did his thing, bro. A team could use that. A team could definitely use that. But yeah, brother, it's going to be interesting to see see how the season turns out, man, because a lot of teams are starting to get it together. You know what I mean? That boy LeBron, that boy LeBron said he's not a loser. Mavericks is clean, too. Mm-hmm. And if you, if, you have a look, if you haven't looked up, just wanted to say Grizzlies are, are number two right now in the West. The Grizz, John Moran out here grittying, getting 50 regularly. You know what I'm saying? Fuck with me. Yeah. I think that's it for NBA, ain't it? I think so. Yes, sir. I mean, is we is we missing anything, boss? I think that's it. Damn, boss, like that, Buzz. Damn, Buzz. What song we on? Yeah, cuz we litty. All right, so hold on. Let me let me get y'all right real quick for underrated bars of fame. Underrated bars of fame. All right, so. I wanted to pick a very, very random song. Like, I mean, random, like super random, but like still on point because I wanted to do like somewhat of a hip hop song. So, yeah, that's what we're going to do. We're going to do a song called Mona Lisa by Wyclef Jean. Mona Lisa. I figured, you know, I hope it doesn't take too long, but I felt like I wanted to do a double underrated bars of fame because there's a Mona Lisa by Wyclef and a Mona Lisa by Lil Wayne featuring Kendrick and I feel like you know it's only right that I do both because it's so they're so different 
and the Mona mm-hmm. Lisa, one one is short, one is long. So anyway, I think I will do both. Uh, so Mona Lisa, um, it's essentially kind of sort of a love song. Um, I'm gonna let you guys kind of figure out what it is. All right, it has Wyclef Jean and the Neville brothers. I don't know if you guys remember the Neville brothers, but one of the Neville brothers was that weird dude that we see on PET after midnight who be singing all them gospel songs and had the cross that was tattooed on the side of his face. And he sings like, That's really how I say You'll believe me. Look up Aaron Neville. I'm not making this up. I think his name is Aaron Neville and he has a cross tatted on the side of his face. Oh, it's, that's not funny. Um, but it's funny. Oh, <laughs> uh, let me make sure. Hell yeah, Aaron Neville got that weird ass cross tatted on the side of his face. He got this little mole on top of his on top of his eye. No, lit. It's lit. All right, anyway. Mona Lisa by uh Wyclef Jean and the Neville brothers. All right. Yo, Mona Lisa, could I get a date on Friday? And if you're busy, I wouldn't mind taking Saturday. Right about now, if you're in your Jeep, please turn up your radio. And if you don't have a Jeep and you have a little hoopty, I still want you to crank up the volume. We want all the ladies to sit back, relax, let your hair out. Wyclef presents the Neville Brothers in the house tonight. I know a girl, she ruled my world. Whatever I need, she supplied. Living in paradise, she ruled my heart till death do us part. Her love was like ecstasy. At least that's how I thought it would be. At least that's how I thought it would be. Mona Lisa, you called my name, laid it apart, but I did not respond. And you asked me, what am I thinking of? In the morning, I'll be gone. No more loving after dawn. No longer we can share the love that was never there. When the moon has lost its light and the stars no longer bright and no longer can we share the love that was never there. Ain't no need to cry, girl. It's going to be all right. Girl, don't you cry. Please dry your eyes. All you ever been was faithful in my life. So I apologize. I hope the future brings us back together. At least that's how I thought it would be. At least that's how I thought it would be. Mona Lisa, you called my name, laid it apart, but I did not respond. And you asked me, what am I thinking of? In the morning, I'll be gone. No more loving after dawn. No longer can we share the love that was never there. When the moon has lost its light and the stars no longer bright, no longer can we share the love that was never there. Outro by Wyclef. Right now, if you are in dance, I want you to hold your girl real tight. We got the Neville House in the house. We got the Neville Brothers in the house tonight alongside Wyclef. You know how we do it. I want to apologize to you. I never wrote a love song. This is my first one. So boom. That's Mona Lisa by Wyclef. And then like 20 some odd years later, Lil Wayne drops Mona Lisa. All right. This one. It's a little lengthy, but it's a nice little story, though, if y'all haven't heard it before. But it's underrated Bard's favorite because for some reason, when we talk about Lil Wayne and lyrical output, we don't talk about this because it's on the Carter Five. Like, what? Anyway, I got a story to tell. You know I cherish thee, hoping ain't too many feelings involved. I see then this bitch stunting, popping bottles, getting drunk with these bitches, and when they leave, they get followed. Fell asleep with that bitch, and I really don't know much about her. 
Then she let us in. We take all of your shit. And when you wake up, she help you try to find it. I love it. I be with just that be with just that be with it's with riches. I tell her, get them. She say, I got you. I say, no, bitch. I say, get them. And they so pretty and their hair and their hair lengthy. He hit it and sleep on the titties. Then she gives then she gives us the word. We come through with AKs. It's a stick up. She screams. She screamed like a victim. Now you feeling so silly. I smoke color purple. I'm up in here feeling like Sealy. Nappy ass dress. What's that you say? Watch your mouth, Millie Vanilli. You can get snaked. You can get fake. I'll buy that bitch that you feel it. Cause you thought she that she was an angel. That bitch ain't no angel. I treat her halo like a frisbee. And you telling your business, she tell me your business. You tell that bitch what you are feeling. All the beans you be spilling to you, she lies through her teeth, cavities, fillings. She knows where you hide it. Tell me where it's hidden. She know when you gone. Tell me when to visit. We break in your home and take the specifics. And meanwhile, the bitch is on vacation with him. So she don't get blamed. We don't snatch chains. We find out addresses and we don't leave messes. You'll only know that is gone when you check in. Then your first thought is to start second guessing. She say, what's wrong? He say, nothing. Keep resting. She say, what's missing? How you know something missing? He scratched his head. She say, get back in bed. And she gave him some head. Boy, you can't trust them. Just, and then she say, ooh. I see this in this bitch stunting, popping bottles, getting drunk with these. Then when they leave, they get followed. I be with just that. No, just that be with because we following. Get them on the line, stay two cars behind, and tell the hoes, don't be so obvious. Mona Lisa, long hair, don't care. She handled the business and don't ever tell. She bite the bullet and cough up the shells. She tell him, ooh, daddy, let's go to your place. And if he say, yeah, then we meet him there. She feed him lies with his civil wear. She don't want love. She just want to share. Damn. <laughs> I know what she named Liz. This thinks she's his because she tell him that it is. So he tell all he tell her all of his secrets. He tell her all his fears, and then she tell me, and I be all ears. Then I go tell my people, and they already know him. And then I call Liz, and she and she say he coming over. I say, girl, I say, good girl. Just remember what I told you. She gave me the salute. I said, girl, you're a soldier. We're waiting outside. Watch him pull up. Walk up to the door right before he knock. She opened the door naked. She left it unlocked. They start French kissing, so he don't see. So he didn't see moi. And then she let him in. They stopped on the couch. Music up loud with his head in the clouds. Turn that shit down. And I scared the piss out of him. Piss the off. Put his gun to a frown. Put a gun to his frown. To turn around. I ain't here to fuck around. I ain't here to fuck around. Caught you with your pants down. You know what it is. Put your fucking hands up. Liz that it enough. You can put your hands down. And he looked dead at her. And she shook his head at her. She a good actress. And you a dead actor. You'll be dead after we get what we're after. If Liz call you daddy, she about to be a bastard. Ooh, I got too many that'll do anything for me, but think for me. Send her to you like she ain't for me. I hope you alone like bankruptcy. She pour you a drink, that drink on me. She slipped something in it. Now faint for me. Mona Lisa, I done painted the picture of Mona Lisa out the frame on these. She got you out of character. You fall for these hoes. You fall for these hoes off your ladder. Take everything that you have till you don't even have an option. We have your attention, and now you're looking down a barrel, though. Now she's looking for her pantyhose. We just looking for the casserole, but she's going to show us where you stash it, though. Uh, every day she wake up with a different color makeup, and a promise he's going to take her to the movie in the mall. Chilling with a Laker on the floor, fourth quarter for a minute on the clock, black mamba with the ball. 
paparazzi looking at him popping up and take a picture of probably on an internet blog. In a minute, he's going to be admitting that he love her on a mother, man. He don't want to meet her mother by the mom. Mona Lisa. Good. It got him shine, sitting in the walls and he digging it like he living it. Make a new religion with it, man. Go by to go against God. Poetry in a pear tree, sweet tone like a hummingbird when she asked him, did he want to make love in a yellow taxi? Never gave two up in the back seat. Woke up in the morning to the great Gatsby and he dogged it again like the Chlassie. I'm a dog in a wind. I'm a pit laughing. I'm a call up again like I did last week. Made good with the friend and I'm all jazzy. Brittany with the twin and the girl Ashley. Found out that I, he was unhappy. I never let the bullshit get past me, but yet I want to break up. Don't you ask me by the month and double standard acting. You know, that's a negative alone, but you that's just nasty. Matter of fact, give me your phone. No, you with Wayne's? No, give me your phone. No, let me take a call this with. And then the phone goes to leave me like a lollipop. He's on your fucking ringtone. Is that this that you do touching yourself, looking at Kendrick videos, jump on the internet, watching his interviews? I don't know what the lately got into you. Tell me who you, who love you. I bet I love harder. Forgot all the I did for your daughter, the Pampers, the Pedialyte, and my mama. Daycare after school, and she never did change you. You scandalous, and I hope you blow up. You know what? I give up. Let me go get my gun. I got one in the chamber. I'm planning on aiming. God damn it. You know that the damage is done. Which I'm emotional because I'm in stress. I'm not supposed to go through this, I guess. So in conclusion, since you like rappers killing that, I'm killing myself. Blow. That last part was by Kendrick Lamar. Mona Lisa. Listen. <laughs> People be sitting there and be like, man, Wayne ain't the same no more. I was like, Wayne don't want to be the same no more, man. Let me play this Mona Lisa for you real quick. Go through that and tell me that Jit did not snap. Hard. Bro. Only thing I'm going to say is he do got a hell of a lot of tattoos on his face. He did that uh, little interview on <laughs> I Am Athlete. I did not know his face was so... Yatted. Jesus. Like, there's yeah. no space on his face. Bars. Not real talk. Like, you gotta look at You gotta look at it. That junk crazy. So, say again? So you had him a good little Iron Mathley interview. Real talk. I ain't gonna lie to you, though. Uh, what's his name? Freaking, uh... <laughs> What's the name of Jit? Um, Chad Johnson tried to freestyle and he wrote his junk and he had that lie that wasn't that bad. I didn't win a Super Bowl, but my name still ring. That <laughs> <been with him. laughs> he did. He, and listen, the delivery wasn't the best, but that line really was that like that. That line hit. That line really was like that. I was like, hey, you got you something, my boy. <laughs> And finally, he, he he didn't even he didn't even know he did that. Facts, big facts, massive facts. I like it all, but yeah, man. I mean, is there anything left for us to talk about? I think that's it. You nah, sure? You're absolutely positively sure. Sure. All right. Well, then, Dylan, you know what it is, man. It's time to get off the air. <laughs> Ah, for the 222, for the 222nd time, we are done. Hey, man, listen, you know, 
Thank you for, you know, giving us another listen. Thank you for showing us another piece of love. I could have been listening to any other sports podcast in the world, but you're listening to us. We really appreciate that. Keep giving us these clicks. Keep giving us this love. And we're going to keep giving you this content to ride to and vibe to and potentially get high to. Like Wheezy, we out there. Yeah, bye, host. Oh, wait. Silly. Yeah. What? Did we do the social medias? Oh, we did not do the social media. I was about to say, I was like, that's wait all right, a but That's all right. The music just going to have to keep riding out there. That's all good. Hey, listen. Tell them where they can reach us on email. Ballsportspodcast at gmail.com. What about on Twitter? Balls underscore podcast. What about Instagram? Balls underscore sports underscore podcast. What that is. Is there anything left to say? It's time to get off the air. They're literally not at this point. All right. All right, cool. See you later.